When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. It's a grand I had nothing to do with that. Good afternoon, everyone. 3.34 on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Kimbo and The Rooch with you for the next two hours. Live from Studio Lumo SA. Thanks to our great friends at Hyundai and Balfour's who have been baking people happy since 1853. Let's welcome the Rooty Rooch Rooch. Howdy, people! Rooch, here he is. Rooch, here he is. Hey. Rooch, shaka-laka, shaka-laka, what was that, Rooch? Was that the red light? Or was it Melbourne? Oh, might have been in the system from when we interviewed Jade Rawlings, maybe. Or maybe it's from Red Legs Radio. Well, it could have been. Red Legs Radio. Well, look, Bumfluff Benny's back in the studio for the first time. He for said yonks. he would be rusty. Yeah, well, he yeah, proved so the point now, first up. was it, Benny? <laughs> oh, he's put his hand up. Pushed the wrong button. I'll play a bit more of it. Go on. No, he won't. No, no, good on you, Ben. Executive decision there. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We're live and interactive. If you want to have your say on all matters sport or life, as long as we don't get too political. Life. Well, what, what would you what, like to go into in life? Why did you bring up Russia yesterday? Um, well, zero four two seven one five four one double six. I have good reason to bring it up. Yes, someone. Someone's got to stand up. Yeah, that's very, very true. Hey, before we get into the show, Rooch, we had an early start today. We had a meeting with all the Hyundai dealer principals, a uh, lovely Motley group, the Sexy Six, they're called. The Sexy Six. Six yes. That's so, not what they call themselves. Uh, a big shout out to Steve Ellis, who's the regional uh, manager of SA, and to Frida Curran, the area sales manager. DT, Daniel Thomas, our good mate, the mighty eagle. Yeah, he, the dropped, pl- he dropped a bit in the meeting, didn't he? He's telling us the That's eagles. a vegetarian diet. Oh, sorry, you meant the oh. information. Sorry. Oh, Kim. <laughs> oh, Kim. No, he's telling us the Eagles have got some big sight because everyone's looking at what the Sanford clubs are doing. South has been so active. They always are. Mm. Signed up a group of AFL delisted players. Uh, we see where North Adelaide's got Jesse White, who's had a bit of a journey since mm. he's been in the AFL system. Uh, Central District, Sturder being busy. But what are the Eagles doing? He says, stay tuned. Yeah. Next fortnight. Well, you never know with him. He's got a finger in that many pies. He does a little bit of mentoring work down at the doggies. Talking of the doggies, Paul Page from Peter yes. Page Hyundai was in. And he was well on holidays, too. Paul. Yeah, he's looking really fit. Uh, Amber Chisholm was uh, from Renella. We got to have brekkie with her. And uh, my good mate, Aaron Rush from Narsworth. <laughs> that always gives me yes. grief, the Collingwood supporter. Yes. So we thank them for their support. It was a uh, lovely breakfast. Rich, you were fashionably late. 
tram broke down. There was a crash at Hindmarsh. Really? Yes. Yeah, and a dog ate your homework, I, I bet. Let's have a look no, at seriously, the... seriously, there will be people who tell you that the trams were absolutely crammed from the entertainment centre of the city this morning. I feel like I can hear a tram in my headset. There's one just, just outside. Is that my yeah, bad hearing or are you hearing a buzz as well? No, that's the fan again, Kim, down really? the bottom below you. Yes, I can hear that too. Really? It's really, really loud. Just to just let everyone know, there's a fan in the studio to make sure... That when Kim makes his outlandish remarks, the equipment doesn't blow up with overheating. Right, beautifully explained. Rich, <laughs> you'll never be a tech. Um, all right, no, four, four you don't want to be, Kim. Four o'clock, an old teammate of mine, uh, just before I got sacked, uh, Brenton Sticks Phillips. He'd be happy that Isaac Rankin's back in town, won't he? Remember well, his great appraisal of Isaac Rankin and what he would be as an AFL footballer. That was our first year on SEN, wasn't yeah. it? Back in the old studio, he said he was the best junior footballer he had ever seen. He said he should have been the number one pick. Yeah. Uh, Stixie will join us. We had a few texts yesterday asking who would Port Adelaide be looking at with pick 30. We said we'd get someone more qualified than us, so Stixie's the Sandville High Performance Manager. And Adelaide's blown out. Yeah, well, they, they did that, though, Roach. To accumulate more points. Yep. They've got 46, 56, 59. Mm. Port have 33 and 6 tie. Well, it reminded me of Lou Richards. Then he used to do that, didn't he? So I'll be interested in Brenton Phillips' uh, assessment of young Michelini from Norwood Stock. Or Michelini. Whichever way you want to do it. Or yep. which would you like to? I don't know. I'd, I'd love to ask the family themselves rather um, than guess. I'm just thinking back. It's um, a long time. I, but I, that, I would have played against uh, Did you ask Jim? him? No, I always thought, and in commentary, it was Michael Annie. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of times people just assumed in that. No, year, I didn't think, they? no, we didn't. We're more professional than that, Roach. Well, more professional were. than the, the written media, uh, and just because your name is Michelangelo, that's probably why you're going Michelani. Well, it might be. Yeah, I think that's it. I think I've worked it out. Smarter than the average bear. 4:35. Talking a smart, a very intelligent forward, Gemma Houghton from the Port yes. Adelaide Footy Club. We'll go direct to the person. Herself, the person that was centre of the controversy. Wouldn't mind getting a couple of Port Adelaide players who were on the goal line. All right, well, we'll ask Gemma about uh, that. Um, I think she'll stand by the decision. And I'm really excited about uh, having Alex Brosk on. He's a SEN commentator of the World Game and he's on Channel 10 as well. I saw him Sunday. He was incredibly passionate, given he's a Sydney FC player, that uh, the Ibazuki red card was categorically not a red card. We got a little bit heated about it yesterday, Roach. Not sure why you were getting worked up, but uh, it was... you were misinterpreting what I was saying. No, I wasn't. You were saying it wrong. You were saying that the Adelaide player, Ibazuki... No. Oh, here, here we, we go, go again. I didn't say he initiated contact. I said he made contact. There is a difference in the terminology. Well, he, he didn't make the contact. The, well, Sydney, what, what, the Sydney football player, uh, player, Sydney FC player, made the contact. Changed direction to make it look like he tripped over well, his He might feet. have initiated contact, but they both made contact, Kim. That's how it happened. Otherwise, you can't have one player just make contact. Yes, you can. Oh, I don't think so. All right, I'm going to bring in a wordsmith. That's way above us. So Alex Brosk will join us anyway. Let's jump into that, Rich. You can have your say as well. The text line is 0427-154-166. Um, it makes me feel better about the world when common sense prevails. So Adelaide United appealed the decision. Yeah, but they went through a game where they were... One man short. So I know. That, that's not that's not airbrush the final result. The issue here is again, we have lived in a world where we wanted technology involved in sport, and in the past two months we've had two big moments: Richmond v Brisbane, where technology failed to deliver a result mm. that you know we, we all look at it and think 
Richmond's hard done by here. The, the evidence that was used in the ARC in Melbourne was not conclusive uh, to was over... Was it Melbourne? It was a Gabba, wasn't it? Yeah, the game's at the Gabba. The ARC's in Melbourne. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Now we've got VAR, which has been most controversial in world football. But that's human error, isn't it? Well, this is the point. Technology will give you the, the video or the snickometers, all that sort of stuff. But you still need a human to assess it. Mm. So here's the big issue, Kim. You get a match review panel last night sits and uses the same, we assume, the same video that would have been there for the video assistant yep. referee on, on match day on Sunday. This is, a, this is another big knock on the VAR system because whoever the, was in the VAR the, seat yeah. on Sunday has failed. Not it's that a, technology didn't it's fail. A, it's a knock on the individual that was there. So it's great. It's great that Adelaide United is not hard done by this week, but they were hard done by in a game where they had to play with 10. Now, we can go back. And I said to Ben earlier, I remember Stefan Mork when we interviewed him from Adelaide United last year to hear his remarks are prophetic, absolutely prophetic about the failure of VAR, which is his remarks are not just about what is happening in the A-League, but they echo all around the world. You have a good memory. Let's have a listen to what he had to say. When I'm watching a game of football, um, I, I hate it, to be honest. I, I don't mm. understand the, the points in it because obviously they want decisions... Um, you know, more decisions to be correct from it. But a lot of it is up to the interpretation of the person sitting in the VAR and, and that's going to be someone different every single time. And when you slow something down on video, you know, uh, I guess a challenge that's not so bad turns out to be really bad and, and a handball can look very obvious and maybe he shouldn't have had his hands there. But when things are played in normal speed, you know, it's a completely different thing. And I think plus every single football fan, if they want it or don't want it, they would all say no. So I, I'm just struggling to understand why they wanted in the game. It's a great question, isn't it? Because we, we were keen after we've lived a, you know, in this television age where you get to see instant replays. You go, how did the umpire get that? So, oh, well, he might be in the wrong position. That's what he saw. Mm. Let's bring technology in. Let's solve all these issues. We've made it worse, Kim. I don't know if we've made it worse because oh, I think we get more right than we get wrong. But that's we just make a lot more noise when we do get one wrong. I think if you statistically, and I've heard this debated before, and there are figures out there, you'll find that it's actually assisted with getting the correct decision more than it has the other way around. Major fail on Sunday. Without, without a doubt. Major, and Simon that's not about Hill, the technology. That's about the man or woman who was sitting in the VAR seat who just didn't do their yeah, job. Rich, you've said that four times now. Let's hear from Simon Hill, the voice of soccer, about the VAR. That, that's the problem for me, and, and this is why... I've never been in favour of VAR because, you know, you, you can, I keep saying this, you, you can throw as much technology and as many machines at trying to eradicate mistakes. But at the end of the day, they've still got to be interpreted by real-life human beings. So the only thing that you're doing when you're adding VAR is adding another opinion. Mm. And if that opinion is still, you know, different to the vast majority of people, which I think in this case it was, then you, you've got a big problem. Spot on. He but was on. We, uh, he was on Dwayne a little bit earlier. Dwayne we've got some. World. We've got some serious questions as to how did this fail on Sunday? Mm. All right, yeah, human element again. I understand that, but we've all looked at it. And go, I can understand why the referees made the call he did because when they're given that instruction about. And it was there from the first game. We've We're still Carl a bad Beer. call. Understand that. But oh, that's, yeah. where, that's where the review process should immediately yeah. pick that up and say, look, I know the instruction you've been given, and et cetera, et cetera, but when I'm looking at this, 
yes, there's contact, but it's not contact about a sliding tackle here. This is an Adelaide United player who's played the ball, then keeps moving through. The Sydney United player comes across him. Deviates to make contact. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. Um, th- this is not what we've been instructed at the start of the year. Mm. And it's such a big penalty, as we all, all know. So it should have gone upstairs straight away and he could have been back on there after well, five minutes. Well, the only thing that we're not getting out of all the you know, match review issue last night is how did VAR fail? That, that's the bit that that has to be answered. How well, did this Here we down in the resies. Hey, some big texts coming through, Rooch, mm. about you and the tram breaking down. Yeah. Finally read them. Don't ring up all right. It yeah. says, surely tight-ass Rooch, can afford an Uber. That's from your good mate Mario. Uh, Mario, to get socially proactive, I prefer public transport because it's... Really? That's where you do your best work? No, it's just better for everyone rather than sending another car into the city and clogging up the space. Oh, you're getting deep now. If I see one more of these... I mean, Gina Reinhardt won't sponsor me, but that's fine. I I saw this morning on the morning news where people were in Madame Tussauds and they were throwing pies into Prince Charles' face. He didn't blink either. Yeah, oh, good one, Roach. A little bit of comedy gold there. Didn't flinch. Hey, let's go around the uh, grounds. Uh, A little bit quiet at the moment. It happens at this time of the year. But a bit of activity at St Kilda. Oh, the band is being put back together. Robert Harvey's back at St Kilda after a journey an assistant coaching where he's been, he's been to Collingwood, hasn't no, he? No, he's been. So I'll do it. Uh, been, I'll do it uh, sequentially. Yep. Starting now at St Kilda, that he's back. St Kilda, Hawthorne, Collingwood, St Kilda, Carlton. That's since his yep. playing days. Yeah. So he's had. Would have been interesting if the Ross Lyon um, suiting of Ross Lyon didn't work out, and then Luke Beveridge didn't say yes. Would have it been Robert Harvey? I don't think so. I think too much like Brett Ratton in terms of personalities. And it's not what they were looking for. Okay. Just uh, we're a little rossed out at the moment, but he was on um, with Gary and Tim. There were a couple of questions that interested me because yep. Nick Revolt was getting a lot of airtime in terms of the role he played in trying to seduce Ross to go back to St Kilda. Uh, Gary and Tim asked Ross that question. Oh, well, even I was at the really after the grand final with the September club. I'm, I'm standing with Rewild. And I'll just put a. There's a lot of talk about Nick and his influence in this. The first time I spoke to Nick was as I was late, late, middle of this week, and he rang from Texas. He was like, oh, my God, you know. So I knew he always wanted me to coach and those things, but there's no fingerprints from my end with Nick Rewell on this. So I think I'm going to make that really Really clear, he was about to say. Let's go one more, then we don't have to go back there, Rooch. But uh, I think we had this yesterday. Let's see if the answer changed. Gary and Tim asked uh, where he will improve as the third time round as a coach. Yeah, what I said, really, like, um, you know, quick pricey, like, I was the accidental coach. I didn't want to coach senior footy. They rang me up to interviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to St Kilda, stuffed it up early, and then um, learn on the was nimble enough to learn on the run and develop a, a deeper philosophy and then of, you know, possibility and all those things and letting go results and then got to work on the mechanics and in the end got to the right on the curve of how, how footy's been played for a long time now. And then I, I left in controversial circumstances. So I, I coach with expectation there and I, once we got going, I just flatlined really. I, <laughs> I was too scared to take my foot off because I knew it was like to lose. So... When I went to Fremantle, look, under enormous pressure, and I just went in and got it done, to be honest. It was like, this is what I wanted, and we go away, and I was helping. I probably worked harder then than I did at St Kilda, you know. So, um, 
I really, what I said is it's blank canvas, but now I come in, there's a blank canvas. I've been out of the game three years. There's some, you know, Corey Enright and Hayes, you know, they're, they're really high level and Damien Carroll. So I'll throw it to them. How do you want to play? And then I'll have some views. Um, so I'll blank canvas. I want to take people on the journey, you know, and I've spoken to mentors. I really want to really inspire the people around me outside of the player group as, as much as you do the player group. So, and I think I've got a deeper understanding of, of who I am. And I, I just don't want to regress under the pressure, you know. So what you've seen in the media is, is really my authentic self. And I'd like to bring more of that to the table. So Ross is talking about pressure. This was a debate last night that went around you know, when some media companies put out questions put on social media. Ross Lyon, agree or disagree, is under less pressure this time at St Kilda than the first time because he had more talent the first time. Is he under less pressure the second time round, Kim? I doubt it. No, I doubt it because I, I doubt think it. this will be his last opportunity as a coach if he fails. Yeah, I, I agree. would think. Now you can change your list. Well, now you've hit on another key point because the push from that St Kilda old guard that now includes Grant Thomas being very vocal keeps saying, "Got to get Jason Cripps out of Port Adelaide and back at St Kilda." Now that's an alarm bell for Port. It's the nature of the business, Rooch. Mm. We have to go to a break. Uh, it'll up his salary, if nothing else. I would dare say so. That's yeah. what you want in the world, don't you? Someone competing for your contract? Uh, that was Ross on with Gary and Tim. They did their breakfast show yep. in Melbourne. I reckon Ross was still in bed. He sounded half asleep. Uh, we're talking about VAR. We've got a stack of texts saying, mm. what about the LBW reviews in cricket? They yeah, take a fortnight one. to adjudicate. That's from Chopsy. Another one here, VAR missed an offside in a grand final. The problem is a lot of humans yep. aren't that smart. Mm. All righty. 3.51, you can have your say if you want to have a chat. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Yes, we'd like to thank Balfour's. Balfour's in one hand, your team's colours in the others. Balfour's are truly for the game. I was in Foodland the other day, Roach, and I went past the Balfour's section. The sausage rolls are huge. Yes, they are. Do they have two different sizes? I know I should know that. There's one that you and I grew up with, and now there's the giant. Yeah, it's huge. Hey, let's go to the uh, phones, Roach. Mark from Grange is there. G'day, Mark. G'day, Phyllis. How are you? Roach, I've got a, a, a question to tell you. Um... Broadview won the Premiership, am I correct, this year? Yes, I did, yes. Right. Now, did you see how many ex-league plays they had in the system? They had four ex-league plays. Mm. Question I want to know, how do they get in? Because they give, they give you points and you've got too many points. You lose you lose those in the Premiership. You lose your Premiership points if you've got too many. You're only allowed to have, I think it's two players tops, but they had four. I'm just wondering how they got away with it. I'd like Mr. Kernahan to ring up the tell us how they got away yeah, okay. with it. We'll, we'll put a call into John and find out how their system works. But generally, I, I think they changed, what was it, about three or four years ago to actually yeah. embrace more and more yeah. players. Mark, I would say through. 100% that Broadview did nothing embrace. wrong because it's not as if people wouldn't notice like you have, and it would have been challenged. Oh. It would have been challenged. Um, I, I don't know. Just, must somebody know somebody? Because no, I can remember three or four years ago, the Adelaide Footy League made it pretty clear that um, 
You know, that amateur theme was being pushed out. That's why they made their name the Adelaide Footy League. And it was about, you know, seriously, bringing people of Jesse White's experience into an Adelaide Footy League club has got to help, surely. They must have paid him good money. Well, that's, that's, that's another how, debate. That's, 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 where, that's where that whole community football program and mm. the, you know, the yeah. key to salary caps and so well, forth is most important. I tell you what, Mark, uh, stay listening tomorrow. I know you're a regular. We tried to get Jesse on for today. Hopefully we'll have him tomorrow because he'll be playing for North Adelaide uh, after his grand final, after North lost. Apparently he rang up Jacob Surgeon himself and he said, would you like me to help you? Try and go one step further. So we'll, we'll get Jesse White on tomorrow. So we'll ask him that question for you. All I'm saying, boys, is I just want fair play in the amateur league because, you know, some are getting something going on top and down the guys in the bottom are getting worse are down the bottom. Oh, yeah. That's well, the story play, of that's football all. everywhere, that's Mark. That's every competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, hey, I Mark, I am yeah. confident there was nothing untoward or illegal about it. I'm so confident. Roach still owes me two coffees. I'll, uh, I'll put one of those on it. If I'm wrong... I'll give you a coffee. All right, man. No yeah. worries. I'll be listening. Cheers. Good on you, Mark. Yeah, we're trying to get Jesse White uh, tomorrow, Roach. Uh, looking forward to that. Hey, uh, as we come up to the four o'clock news, is there some talk or breaking news on the sub rule? Well, it's up for debate again, and you won't be surprised that when Bretton Sanderson and others have told us that it's time to go to five on the bench, that that's on the agenda. <laughs> the other one is leave it as it is, which is... Uh, the Medi sub, so you have a, an injury that's going to cost a player more than a week's time on the injury list, then you can sub him in, the replacement. Or do we go back to the old system whereby you just have a vested player and you can choose when to put him on? Um, well, I, I think the best way to go, if you're going to have the sub, whoever activates it first, once they've activated it, the other side can do it. And it's all fair in love and war. Getcha. So then it's equal number on the bench. Yep, so it's 22. You've got the person with the sub vest sitting there. Mm-hmm. If for whatever reason, whether it's injury or not, because let's face it, it's been farcical at times. It has. So just say it's a showdown and um, Matthew Nix decides to pull the pin or halfway through the second quarter. Well, if Kenny Hinckley wants to do likewise, he can. Or he can just sit there and wait. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And getcha. then it becomes more tactics. Yeah. He says, right, we'll just right, hold well, on to the say, fresh legs. What would you imagine the coaches will want of those three options. They'll go uh, for five, won't they? Uh, no, they're probably eight, Roach. <laughs> it's four o'clock. Uh, looking forward to our chat oh, at four yes. o'clock. Well, let's face it. Where Hello, it's gone, Kevin it's Sheedy. It's gone from 20 to 21 to 22. Do you remember Kevin Sheedy's arguments through all that? Uh, I'm not going to ask you about it because we're late for the news. Right. Tell me afterwards, though. Brenton Phillips coming up next. Three minutes past four, Kimba on the Roach. The run home is thanks to Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. Just a reminder, coming up at 4.30, Gemma Houghton from the Port Adelaide Football Club and their AFLW program. Alex Brosk, former, former, oh, former, former Sydney FC player and represented Australia as well. And a possibility we might be able to get Jesse White tonight. I think it'll be tomorrow. But right now, we're going to have a chat to one of our favourites, an old teammate of mine, Roach. He went on to big things, though, with North Adelaide, Essendon, Brisbane. Uh, not the fastest player in the world, but ball in hand. Anna McGarry medalist, Stixy Phillips. Hello, Sticks. Kimbo, Roach, how are we? Did I do you a disservice saying not the fastest player in the world? Well, early days, I would probably classify myself as a little bit of pace, but uh, late, <laughs> definitely slow. It's just treacle by the end of it. Uh, you are the sample high performance manager. We like to chat to you at this time of the year and ask you questions that are impossible to answer. But we've had a few texts, so we thought we'd get you on as the resident expert. This one came through. Hello, Ruchi and Kimbo. 
Do you have any idea who Port is looking at with pick 33 in the draft? Mm-hmm. Now, there's an easy one for you, Stixie. Uh, Yeah, very easy. Uh, Look, you know, I'd probably solely focus on the South Australian uh, lads that um, that might get in and around that area for you. But uh, you know, Max Michael Annie is obviously going to go to Adelaide Mm. under the father-son ruling. Um, Matthias Filippo will probably be earlier. Uh, than that in, the, in terms of the draft. Well, and then he certainly would be if he's making the call after his social media <laughs> remarks recently. Brenton, he's declared it. <laughs> if I was picking the number wrong. one, it's me. <laughs> he's <laughs> a confident young man, confident. isn't he? Oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell yeah. us about so, him. Tell us about him as a player. Yeah, is he the son of Sam? Sam, yep, yep. The Who is the of son Sam? of Peter? Philippa. Peter. The, yeah, it was Captain. Yeah, the legendary West Torrens. Mm. Footballer, uh, Peter, um, makes you old when you actually play against their grandfather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I played does, with him. Yeah. I played with him. Hearing <laughs> me. He's very yeah. old. So what's the third generation Filippo all about? Um, look, he's uh, he's a big big lad. He's uh, You'd be 192 or 3, yeah. solid, inside, mid. Got a basketball background. Okay. Sort of a shoot a little bit of basketball growing up through his junior and, and coupled that up. Obviously, with uh, with football, but you know he he prepares himself as good as I've seen. Mm. So he's uh, he likes the physicality of the game. He, he likes the physical workload of the game. So you know I suspect mm. he'll probably go definitely inside the first round, if not yeah. pushing into probably into the top ten. So top ten, um, yeah. So he, look, he's uh, he's a nice footballer. He really come on. Uh, this year, we had little bit touch points with him last year in his 17th year, and I thought then that he'd develop into a nice footballer, and, and that's what he has done. So develop into what a role, very Brenton? Good overhead mark. Yeah, what role does he develop into on an AFL list? Uh, he probably develops into that bigger body midfielder. Okay. Um, yep. We played him through the midfield and the championships, so he's got the ability to do that. But he's also he's one of those blokes... Uh, I, I don't like to call him Paddy Cripps, but he's one of those types of blokes that can play as a midfielder, but then push forward and take a really good catch uh, forward of the contest. So, um, left footer. Uh, um, so he's a not, he's a nice type, uh, Mateus. Hey, so, um, so you, you no, I was just going to say, as the Sample High Performance Manager, and I know it can't be helped because each club has to look after their own interests. But does it frustrate you some way what when you see Port Adelaide have picked thirty three and sixty? The Crows have 46, 56, 59, and there's this mm. young talent that you've helped develop will go into state. Does that bother you? Um, it doesn't bother me as a, you know, that much. Oh, look, my, my biggest thing is I like to see him get drafted. Mm. Now, do I like to see him get drafted inside uh, the South Australian uh, borders? Yeah, that'd be great. But the reality is we, we live in a national environment now and, you know, to see players uh, get drafted interstate and go interstate, look, there's a bit of growth with them when they do that. You know, you look mm. at blokes like Brody Grundy that um, when he first comes through, I thought, oh, this would be interesting to see how this all plays out. He's just adapted to it really nicely and grown as a person and, and, and cut a really good career out of it. So, um, yes, would I like to see him at Port Adelaide or Adelaide? Yes, I would. But the reality is, and the way the draft works, it's not always going to happen, so... So let's work this the other way, Brent. And when you see Isaac Rankin, who you rated so yep. highly, so was it four years ago, returns from Gold Coast, 
probably more interesting your remarks on Jason Horn Francis after a year as the number one draft pick at North Melbourne comes back to Port Adelaide. What do you read into that? Uh, look, I, I read that there's a, with someone um, like Isaac, there's some pretty strong family connections yeah. back here in Adelaide. Um, that's what I read into it. Um, I, I read into both of them that geez, you need to provide good environments for young players if you are shifting them uh, interstate, that that environment's strong enough for them to connect and buy in really quickly. Um, if not, you really open yourself up to to that. And I think with Jason, someone like Jason, I, I, I think the turbulence in around the whole North Melbourne aspect probably sealed the deal for him in the, in the end. So um, that's where I, I see that. And that's, that's part of the AFL want to have movement inside its own uh, four walls. So, yeah, yeah exactly. they're quite open to have uh, free agents move around. But yep. then player managers get older and go, well, if they can move, why can't these blokes move? And, mm. you know, they, they created the beast, so they either got to run with it or fix it. Stixie, we had you on the show, as Rich alluded to, four years ago when we first started, and you then said, we don't want to misquote you, you said, Isaac Rankin was the best junior footballer you had seen. Have you been happy with his development? And we haven't misquoted you, have we? No, no, I think he was. He's, yep. he, you know, if, he, if he's not the best, he was in the grand final, that's for sure. <laughs> mm. So, uh, um yeah, look, has he reached his potential? Well, look, the, the role he plays, I think it's hard to reach that at his age. What's he, 22, I reckon, yep. now? So it's, he's just coming into that window. So he, he's really coming into that window where he needs his next four to five years to really establish himself as a genuine A-grader at that level. Now, he was an A-grader, an A-plus grader at... Junior level, he needs to now make that transition into um, into AFL football. So the big question everyone asks, can he do it as a midfielder or will he be a pinch hitter like a la Tom Papley the last uh, 18 months? I think he can do it as a midfielder. Like He's he's generally aerobically pretty good. So okay. he can get in there and have a running capacity. Is his frame good enough to stand up for four quarters of midfield? Mm. Probably not at this given point in time. He can go and have a real good impact and then push forward. And if, if you got him camped up forward, you want to have someone fairly good on him that's uh, got a tight rein on him, that's for sure. So, Brenton, let's do your assessment of this year's draft field in South Australia. Is it better than one before or is the one coming in 2023 even better again? Because we keep hearing the draft people say, oh, you want to be in next year's draft. Where, where does it all sit in the South Australian context? Oh, look, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to to happen. Look, we had um, we had 28 players tested at either the national or the state combine this yep. year. Now that's on par. Um, that's on par for where we usually sit. Sit somewhere between the 25 to 30 get tested most years. Um, out of that, you know, we've probably got a strike rate out of that. I would have thought around the 50 percent. So. You know, that, that sort of tells me that you know, there's probably going to be about 14 taken from South Australia. Now, okay. what you need to factor into how many draft choices are actually going to be, live draft choices are going to be taken on the night. I'm hearing it's going to be down you know, into the sort of 70s and perhaps okay, even yeah. 60s mark. Yep. So, you know, that's, once again, we, we start to talk percentages of drafts. So if we can 
uh, get about a 15% uh, strike rate of the draft is uh, is probably where we sit uh, and should uh, benchmark ourselves against other states. So, um, yes, this this group isn't isn't as strong as perhaps next year's group on face value. But geez, next year's group's got to make it yet. They haven't they haven't got there yet. So um, there's still a lot to play out there. Yeah, Stixy, we've been told off. A text has come through. Why ask a question if you won't let them answer it? Uh, wanted to know. <laughs> wanted to know who would be available at thirty-three. I, I thought we said thirty-three. That... Look, I, I reckon the blokes. Um, I'll throw a couple at you. Jacob Ryan. He he could still be there. I, I anticipate someone like Jacob Ryan could go a little bit earlier than that. But he's a possibility to be in around that uh, that mark. Adam the the lawyer from the West Torrens Eagles. Um, he could be around the mark. Midfielder type, yeah. I think he's he's got something about him. Billy Dowling from North Adelaide, he'll be he'll be sort of in that window. Um, that'd be the main ones, and then it's a matter of whether they want to pick some big tools. So if they want to go some big tools, Harry Harry Lemmy and Harry Barnett from West Adelaide, are a couple of big fellas that uh, you know close to two hundred, along with Tom Scully, he'll be he'll be in around that sort of uh, that sort of numbers. So. That's probably, if you look purely at South Australians, that's probably where where it would be. You're getting a bit of love here. The text coming through thick and fast. Is Stixie still rocking a moustache? <laughs> that came off years ago, Kimbo. That's, uh, <laughs> that went in the 80s, I reckon. <laughs> I, I, I just read them, Stixie, and then there's another one. Gary from Glenelg says, there's only one Stix. You may have answered our, this the original. Next, yeah, yeah. You may have answered this next question, but every year you give us a few smokies. Uh, we talked about the 30s. What about the Rory Sloan, Robbie Gray types that come along in the 50s? Have you got any uh, late picks that you reckon could surprise a few? Uh, the one I like that's um, in our group this year, look, he's only 180, 182, midfield or forward. Um, is uh, Lovelock. Um, I think he's uh, he's a nice player from down at Glenelg. So you know, I, I think he could be one. There's a there's a kid I really like from South Adelaide. Um, a kid called Kyle Marshall. He's 200, 201 defender, and I sort of put him in the Harry Petty mould. So you know, Harry Petty come in late into yep. our group. And has gone on to be a premiership player with uh, the Melbourne Football Club. So look out for Kyle Marshall. Um, Marshall. There's something about a kid called um, Sean Bennier. Um, Sean Bennier is probably that 190-191 defender, but boy, he does defend and he loves the contest and loves to uh, shake up the opposition. And I just love his competitive nature. So there's a couple of smokies for you. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll keep an eye on Carl Marshall because we all know that Port Adelaide need a tall defender. He might be worth investing in if he's still there at uh, pick 60. We need to go to a break. It's always great to talk to you, Stixie. We really appreciate it. And congratulations on the great work you've done on these youngsters over the last 12 months. Cheers. Thanks, boys. Good luck. Yeah, Stixie Phillips. He's a, uh, he's a ripper. There's some good names there. Oh, I had a list of about 20 players, and he, he threw out a couple I haven't got on my list. Which would be easier, getting numbers for Powerball this week or working out who's going at 33 in the draft? Well, look, I love my football, but Powerball's worth $160 million, <laughs> Ruth, hey, so I'm having, a crack. Hey. I'm having a crack this week. And AFL Premiership's worth a few million too. Yeah, well, it, um, the, the money would be worth more to me. Stuff the Premiership. <laughs> 
a Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Nearly 4.21, we're here thanks to Hyundai, the Tucson Turbo Diesel. It is in stock now. They are wonderful cars, wonderful dealerships, as we said. We had breakfast with them this morning, the Super 6 dealers in South Australia, Hyundai dealers. Yes, and it was good to see them all in the room. Yeah. Oh, is that it? No, I was saying. I was going to say something really emotive and caring and passionate then. You just dried up on me. You sounded insincere. No. It's great to see them. You still sound insincere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, the I'm AFL. I'm just trying to think what we could say on the record or off the record. Well, we can say all on the record. They've been great supporters of the station. Hopefully they'll be back on board next year. And uh, if you're looking to buy a car, they are the people to talk to. Indeed. We've had a great relationship now with them for four years, Rooch. AFLW, Team of the Week has been released. How did we go? How did Port go? How did the Crows go? Well, Adelaide... Takes the back end of the field with Bedell, your love child, at the Adelaide uh, Footy Club. When you watch a football, it doesn't matter who they play for, AFLW, AFL, Santful, and when you see such enormous growth and improvement and a soft spot because yep. Chelsea hails from the York Peninsula at the little town of Port Vinny, Port Vincent. But, Roach, if you watch, she, she has genuinely just gone to another level the last uh, 12 months. And at the other end, the bookend... In the attack, Ponta gets there with the two goals she scored against Geelong, including the critical one that changes the game. Yeah, the and then she had four bounces with the intercept <laughs> and then had a chance to do it in the dying seconds of the game and uh, did one of those bounces that didn't come back up. And Hannah Ewings, of whom Lauren Arnell, the Port Adelaide coach, said played her best game since getting that rising star in round three, is on the interchange bench. Uh, had a good look on the weekend, and uh, she's an absolute beauty, yeah, which we is. knew watching her play for North Adelaide, but uh, very clean below the knees. Yep. And I think uh, another good pre-season and an understanding of the pressure at that level will be a superstar Ooh. of the game. Ruchi, ruchi, She's put down a pretty good foundation already. And we know she was a talent. You yep. just have a look at what she was doing in the Sample ranks before. Um, no doubt about what her, uh, her AFLW career was going to look like. Still got to do it. We spoke about Nick Revold a little bit earlier and the input he had in supposedly helping Ross Lyon get back into coaching. Text has come through. Can't wait for Nick Revold to be hired as Max King kicking coach from John the Butcher. Oh, boom, boom. It'll you be get interesting it? how, yeah, you get it? yeah, a bit yeah, of humour there, Rich. Yeah, got it. Yes, got it. Mm. But I'd be intrigued how, because there was that whole debate about how St Kilda went about it when King wanted to bring in his own man, and they said no, you got to stick with our coaching panel. Mm. What happens this time under Ross? How does he feel about externals? He might be. Well, he'll be bringing in his own people anyway, so I'd suggest there'd be someone there new for him. Yeah. Quick text before we go to another break. Uh, any chance the Crows will move up in draft using future picks to get Filippo is exactly what they need. Also, why is he not a father-son? I'm not sure if Sammy played 200. Matt and Brizzy. No, he, it, wouldn't, he wouldn't qualify father-son. Wouldn't have got there. If it was grandfather-son, he'd be right. Yep. Which is where Jim McElroy... Jim Michelaney is quite interesting because of the long gap in Max's yes. birth. Yeah. Still qualified in that 1970 to 1990 category. Yeah, interesting. All right. Who would have thought? Who would have thought a player of that era would be delivering a father's son in 2022? It's great because we get yeah. to see all the stories on young Max and then we get to see the highlights of Jim who played in three premierships, was it? Was it 
three. I'll let you do that during the break. And on the other side of the break, Rich, there's some news of the investigation into a recent concussion report through the AFL. We'll Mm. update you there. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. Well, it's nearly right on 4.30. We are live from Studio Loom OSA. Thanks to Balfour's and Hyundai. T20 World Cup updates. Thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. Uh, I'll be on the couch tonight. Roochie, Roach, Roach. 9.30. It's all on the line. It's only the second game, but... uh, Drop this one, and we are in the fertiliser. Australia taking on Sri Lanka at Perth Stadium, not Optus Stadium. All Rich. the signs were taken down. Yeah. <laughs> All that. Well, that's what happens at World Cups. You've got to have clean venues, so they have their own advertising deals. That's fair enough. Richie, a really uh, – Richie Roach, Roach mm. uh, a really quick one. Uh, the investigation into the concussion report and all the drama surrounding that. Well, I, th- I think our friends Greg Griffin and Peter Jess – would be saying, hmm, we've got some work oh, here because... The cow noise. Yes, because... Mm. Mm, well. So the AFL, as they should, were doing their own study into concussion. The unfortunate thing is the associate professor, Paul McCrory, who they had hired to do all this, had been accused of plagiarism. An independent review has found that there is a fair bit of his report that is uh, plagiarised from mm. other uh, professors or yeah. other students of... Concussion, but the no, more concerning not good for one, your reputation, is it? No, but the other really concerning one was uh, that when they looked at the actual player study, past players who volunteered to be uh, doing online evidence for them, for mm-hmm. this, that they've concluded that, oh no, I shouldn't laugh, underfunded, under resourced, suffered from a lack of governance, stewardship, and coordination, how it was rolled out and implemented. So it's just been horrible for the AFL and they've apologised today for not getting this right. If you want more on that, you can jump onto the AFL website, afl.com.au. It's 4 It'd be better than that. Yeah, I remember doing the Sunday footy shows and KG's footy show on Channel 9. You plagiarised a lot of my stuff in the paper route. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typepower.com.au now.